Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. 
three people might come. But the point is, I'm going to go and just meet some new people. And I think it's a really cool platform. So I think podcasting is just constantly exciting at the moment. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating because in the world of music, for example, albums are getting shorter. Mm. But people are listening to longer podcasts. Yeah, like they're listening to like two hour podcasts. Two hour podcasts, but they don't want their albums longer than 30 minutes. Do people still sit down and listen to like a whole album? Would you I'd say? I'd like to think so. I hope so. But there's a you know we're we're moving into the age of like you've got to get people in twenty seconds. But then what about Lemonade with Beyonce's or the film visual? I feel like that you had to sit down and that was a long watch from start to finish. Yeah. No. Yeah, but that's a film. Yeah. I think, and also it was different then. I feel like that's quite a while ago now. Though. Was it? God, where does time go? I don't know. And since then, it's like. There's a, a wonderful female artist called like Tariah Wack, who released a 15 minute or 18 minute video called Wack World, and the album is literally 15 one minute songs. Really, but they're brilliant. Wow! So now you can't even deny it. You can't even go, oh, this. It's like, oh shit. That's, That's perfect for me because I like listening to things on repeat. Yo. So I have the same minute. Yeah, you might absolutely <laughs> love it. It's really check good. That out. Very funny. Very creative. So how are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I think I know what's coming. Do you <laughs> You really? talk about mental health. We do talk about mental health. Yeah. Um, so that question I'm taking seriously. You know, when people say, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. I was absolutely But actually, yeah. I think I am okay today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, but I'm I'm embracing feeling okay as as being, like celebrating those moments where you're like, yeah, today was fine. There's nothing wrong with a fine day. Like, it doesn't have to be saving the world. It could just be nothing's gone horribly wrong. I feel like I go into this trap of taking myself a bit too seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, when was the last time you just had loads of fun? Because you, you're allowed to have fun. And you can have fun until you're, you fun. know, on your deathbed. But you know what the <laughs> issue is, is that I have a history of having incredibly irresponsible bouts of fun. Mm, okay. Yeah. I need to learn how to have fun responsibly. A line. I mean, not that sort of line. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I don't know. I feel like we're just fed all these things and then you make up your own story. I think everything is a story, isn't it? Like, well, you know, when people ask me... When people say, like, what's your path or how did you get into what you're doing or how did you end up here? I mean, all I'm doing is basically, you know, putting things together in my own brain and, like, almost fabricating a story. I'm, like, making sense of my decisions. But how much of it is just luck? How much of it is just predetermined? And I think when people go, this is how I made it, this is how I did this, I I think they're missing out a big part, which is mysterious. But... I mean, I'm a Gemini. Apparently, I've got two sides to me. I would say that's sort of true in respect. Exactly. But I'm very introverted, um, actually, in my day-to-day life. Like, I'm a writer, so I spend a lot of time on my own. But I'm also... Do you? I love being on stage. You spend a lot of time on your own? Loads of time. What does your boyfriend do? He is also self-employed, but I try not to work from home with him too much because it's just like, stop talking to me. Um, you know, you need that separation. But yeah, he's he's like me. He's kind of free, can do what he wants and we can go travelling oh. if we want to and things like that, which I love. When I ask this question, the question is, how old were you when you first became conscious of mental health? 
And that, as I, as it's a good question. It's, it's, it's kind of wild, isn't it? Because there is definitely more of an awareness now. Yeah. There's, well, there's, there's a vocabulary now. There's the language now. There's the terminology and the labels. Labels have always been such a bad thing in some ways. Like no one wants to be labelled. But with mental health, I think labels are so important to be like, oh, this is anxiety or, oh, this is bipolar disorder. Yeah. I think yeah. the minute people know what it is can I swear yeah. um, the minute you know what it is the minute you are liberated and you're you, you can find a community you can talk about it yeah. I think it's really really empowering so for me I've always been an anxious person I've always been that kid who just like thought everyone was going to die by, you know in the aeroplane or I would worry that we'd get in the car and maybe we'd run out of petrol like I was that kid yeah. and I think that comes out sometimes when As I'm As a kid, you'd worry that you'd run out of petrol. Yeah, I was like, I just had that. And anxiety is that, isn't it? It's when you um, predict a future that is never going to happen. Yeah. And I have well, that Or worst sometimes. possible case scenario. Exactly, that doom, that impending doom. And mm. I've had that since I was really little. So I'm, I'm better now, but it flares up. Really? Yeah, do when you, I'm stressed. Do you find patterns? Oh, just when you're stressed? Uh, it just comes sometimes, like September... And this is the thing with mental health. It's not logical, is it? It's not like, oh, this happens, so this is why I'm depressed. Depression can just come out of absolute nowhere. Like, your life can be great well, on paper. Well, it's a disconnection. I've, I, yeah. I would argue that there's always a route. Do you think? And actually, you're probably right. I'm not an expert in this at all. Neither it's just I. when it flares up, it feels really random. It yeah. feels really illogical. It feels like, why? why? But, yes. I think probably there is some, some sort of very squashed down reason I haven't really oh, totally. dealt with. So what has been your best period of mental well-being? I think overall I have, I'm lucky. I've got a, quite a good relationship with my brain. I don't know. I don't have any big problems and I don't, I want to touch wood when I say that because I don't think you can ever get complacent and be like, oh, I've got great mental health because no one is immune to yeah. having bad times. But I think in general, I have really good mental health periods when I've got my boundaries up and That's I'm and I'm only letting in a certain amount because <coughs> I take on a lot of other people's crap and I've learned not to. Right. So that's good. Or you're sensitive to other people's issues. Yeah, like if one of my friends or my sister or someone is having a bad time, I'm like, I just, I mirror that. I'm like, I'm, I feel sad or I feel angry or I, I like try and get in their shoes to yeah. the point where it's not great. Um, so yeah, now if someone is going through a bad time, I don't have to try and feel that pain. Uh -huh. I just have to be there. So that's been a shift. Amazing. Boundaries are something that are, are really important. Can you speak to me a bit more about that? I'm not alone when I say that I had a problem with like people pleasing. So I used to just want everyone to be happy all the time. I used to get really nervous. People didn't like me. I would reply to emails really quickly. I would just pander to people constantly. I think that is so unhealthy, especially if you're in like an abusive relationship, for example, which I haven't been in. Probably lower down that spectrum could have been a little bit like that. But you have to stand in your own ground and just say, I'm actually not in the wrong here and I don't mm. need to please you all the time. So I've had friends, like quite toxic friends, I've cut out over the last few years. Really? And yeah. What, and like friends from school? No, it would be like people who 
came into my life very suddenly. I don't know if you have this, but the with the internet, especially, I made loads of friends in the blogging world. Like I started a blog 10 years ago and made a lot of friends through blogging and events. Like and, Tumblr? Uh, WordPress. But, oh, really? Yeah. Damn, that's um, old but I have loads of internet friends and obviously my friends from school and uni and stuff. And some people just whirlwind into your life and you're like, oh my God, this person is amazing. You're my best I mean, friend. Just whirlwind down, and right? then they, they end up being a negative impact on your life. And you kind of have to cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, I wouldn't cut anyone off quickly if they were like a friend I've known for years and years or my family. I think it was very specific. Someone who's a new friend. Would you give them a second chance, the ones that I knew, if they came back and seemed to be different? Maybe. What's the worst period of mental well-being you've had? Mm. I know you said you're pretty balanced, but um, yeah. you know, have, you, have you personally lost anyone that you don't mind speaking about or... No, I haven't. Um, but I get worried about the future, like I was saying. So I have, even though nothing right now is bad, I, it doesn't stop me from like lying awake worrying about people dying, things going wrong. I'm definitely like that. So right. I try to keep that in check because what's the point in worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet? Um, yeah, but yeah, I've, I have just like random months where I just cancel everything in my diary and can't do it. Really? Yeah. And everything's really overwhelming and I don't want to go for that meeting. And it's just this almost like self-defense where I'm just like, I'm going to melt down. I'm just going to cancel everything and start again next month. Yeah. And I, I feel really privileged that I can do that, to be honest, because I'm self-employed and I don't sometimes need to do the work. But, you know, you can't do that if you've got like a day-to-day -day job. So I, I think we need to talk about this so much more because like when I was working in an office, it's like you can't t really tell your boss that you're having a bad time. Yeah. We're not there yet, are we? I know. There is something to be said for routine. I know people who are in jobs they don't enjoy would hate me for saying that, but I know that I've actually struggled with having too much time sometimes. Yeah, there's been some really interesting pieces on, there's one on The Guardian called like how freelancing made me depressed or like how no. freelancing made me more depressed. And I was like, that's a side of things that isn't talked about as much. So I think it's really glamorised. Like I'm going to wake up late and just like do some oh, work from home. No, and it's no. like, no. Okay, so writing is a, is a, a cathartic process. Yeah. Did you realised that it was a form of therapy for you or was it not a form of therapy? Did you know, oh, this is what I'm going to do when I'm older? Yeah, it's definitely a form of therapy. When did so, it start? so I started writing my blog 10 years ago. Yeah, right. And Nothing I was, before that? Yeah, I used to write diaries. I've still got my diaries. Don't lie. And actually there's this night called Cringe that's in a pub in central London where you can read your diary on stage <gasps> I've done it a few times it's really funny so yeah I used to write loads of diaries like make collages and write things I used to like write poems when I was a teenager um you, I, I did like English literature obviously at uni um at uni and I also did film and oh. script writing and stuff and Mark Commode was my like guest lecturer which was really exciting so I love him amazing um so yeah I've always always been writing but when I was working in a job I hated, which literally shrunk my soul to the size of a raisin, I used to go home and just write for an hour on my blog. And I honestly didn't care who read it. It wasn't for that. It was for me. And it was just a form of getting things out. And that's how my career started as people how started reading it. How did you get that, though? Twitter. Really? I mean, it takes ages to build a following. That's the thing. And I feel like young people now just want to wake up and have a million followers. And I, it's, it's exciting growing it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm in love with a singer. Yeah, but I want to get richer. Life threw me a bag of lemons. No wonder I'm bitter. What's your relationship like with music? I don't know anything about music. Anything? I find music a real sticky one because there's so much stigma I think in music and so much judgment and so much like you're not cool enough <laughs> I think that I like a bit of everything and I so and so I'm never I could never be like this is my taste when you say everything what do you mean I mean do you like- I love really niche bands that I feel like I discovered do you like Beck I like no you don't like Beck do you like Massive Attack? Some of them. Do you like Destiny's Child? Love Destiny's Child. Do you like Aaliyah? Yeah. Do you like Nelly Furtado? I did. I'm going to go ahead and say you like female singers. No, not always. <laughs> not always. I gave you three. I'm being an idiot. Um, Oasis? No, that's not true at all. Oasis? I actually, yeah. Blur? No. Gorillas. Yeah. You know that the band themselves actually refer to the cartoon characters sometimes as living people and you have to rem- remind yourself that they're not... Oh, and like respect them. Well, I did a gig recently and the band was there and they were like... And I was like, oh, I love this whole Murdoch being in prison thing. And she, and they were like, yeah, man, that guy is just so annoying. And then it, they were going on so much and I was like, wait, you mean we mean the cartoon character, right? And he was, they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was so real. They were talking about Murdoch as if he was... Do they do the hologram thing still? Where they like no, they put them on the stage? They but they, they would project the cartoons onto the stage. Yeah, probably at bigger gigs. What I like, which I don't feel like I can... I don't think it's that cool, is I actually love 80s music. Like, I'm obsessed with 80s music. I wish I was in the 80s. I wish I could wear That's one of those, so like, right Madonna headscarves and a leather jacket and just be like, I'm going to go and listen to some 80s. Just makes me excited about life. Yeah, I, listen... I love Prince. Love Prince? I love Prince. This is what I mean by 80s, though. Zadie Smith talks a lot about Prince and how everyone feels like they are entitled to Prince and that Prince is theirs and how dare anyone else listen to Prince. And 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 like he did that. He he had that connection with so many people. So your podcast, Control-Alt-Delete. Yep. So that's Force Quit, right? Control-Alt-Delete is... Force Quit. Force Quit. I liked the name. I thought it was catchy, but also... It's a little bit um, of a pun around like controlling, altering and deleting parts of your life. Oh. Because I talk about bullying, I talk about body image, talk about feminism, talk about toxic friends. So yeah, there's like a play on word there. I Love think. that. Yeah, I like it. Body image. Yeah. I think that's a massive aspect of mental health. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not really in this space like talking that much about body image if I'm being honest. Like I'm not... Mm necessarily talking about positive body positivity I, f- I feel like there's way better people out there who, who are doing a great job of that right. um but I watch it and, I, and I'm and I am admiring it yeah and I love it because the whole part of that section of my book is about how me and my friends learned how to photoshop our own bodies online when we were about 11 
Really? Like, yeah, like we knew how to like chisel away stuff and cover up things. And I think you had Photoshop when you were eleven. Yeah, we were quite nerdy. I just feel like that is a massive part of body dysmorphia yeah, and massively. like not liking yourself because you like your online image more. And actually, I was talking to a friend of mine last night who's also um, an author, and she was saying that she had this photo uh, photo shoot recently, and she was like, "I don't even look like those images." But I can't even live up to myself because of this amazing picture this person took in the Photoshop that was done on it. Uh, So, you know, it's it's a little bit tricky. You just got to like yourself, but it's it's hard. So you say you have a reasonably balanced life in terms of your relationship with your mind, although you have some occasional blips. Mm. Yeah. So when they blip, are there any techniques you have? To balance yourself? Yes. I go for a walk, get fresh air. Normally, I just haven't had any fresh air. Literally, I've just been inside too long. Mm. Or something's playing around in my head and I just need to like change up my location or my environment. So that's the first thing. Yes. I've learned how to breathe properly. I don't yeah. know if you know Poppy Jamie, who's the founder of Happy Not Perfect, which is a mental health app. She taught me how to breathe. Like You don't raise your shoulders and go like that. You breathe with like your belly. And and so I've learned a lot about, I don't do yoga that regularly, but I know how to sit down and breathe properly. Mm. And it really, really calms you down. Sometimes you need a hug because hug releases endorphins apparently. Um, More more if you hug for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So it can't be like a quick, like busy hug. Yeah. Um, And then. Sometimes the people think that you're attacking them. Yeah. Can't be a stranger in the street. Yeah. And then sometimes I just like tell someone how I'm feeling and just sharing that. Not yes. not in a like burden way, just yes. in a like sharing way. Why why do you say not in a burden way then? Because I know it's not a burden. I used to think it was a burden and it's not. Uh-huh. And learning that I think it's a burden. And telling my friends that it's not a burden if they text me. So Deleting that word basically. Yeah. The minute I say it, I did it last night actually with two of my best friends. And they were like, how are you? And I was like, mm. and because something had happened. And I was like, something small. Mm. And I just said, and they were like, and the, just the, the way that they responded to me and I, the fact that I shared it, I felt a million so times better. better. Yeah. yeah. That's important. That's another thing we push for with the whole charity. We have, um, there was a scheme last year called Peer to Peer through YMCA. And yeah, because it's actually really difficult as well, holding space for someone else. I know it's something I've had to, I've had to try and unlearn a little bit in terms of, my relationship with masculinity in that respect because I think I always try and fix things. And I say masculinity, not being a, a man, because the fixing thing doesn't always work, you know. Mm, oh, I used to be a fixer. So. And I and I think that I actually drove away a few people who were having problems, um, you know, temporarily. Someone, a friend of mine, was having a bad time. And I, I hadn't read those articles. You know, those articles that are like 10 things not to say to your depressed friend. Now those are on the internet and I would yeah. be reading it like, oh shit, I've said everything. I've said like, cheer up, love. Or I've said like, but the sun's shining. Why do you feel sad? What can I do? What's happened? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? Blah, blah. And it's like, you literally just need to sit ne- down next to them and be like, I'm listening. Mm. I didn't know that. I thought I had to fix it. Neither did I. So that's been amazing learning that. So we have an initiative called Whole Hour if you had an hour in your day to not be connected to the world of technology, mm. what would you do? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or read a book. So, what's next for you? A few things, but annoyingly, that they're not I haven't announced them myself yet, so I don't want to say it. But really exciting things to do with the podcast. Um, I think I mentioned like some live shows I'm doing in the UK and also in America, and then. Um, some other book stuff. Emma, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you you for are absolutely me. wonderful. Thank and, you, so um, are you. Yeah, wicked. Thanks. That was Whole Truth Podcast. You're right, everyone. Really appreciate you listening. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast. Powered by Spirit Studios.